Welcome to Soul Talk. This is your host, Pastor Rick Walt. We hope this is an encouragement to you as you walk with God. This is the place where we talk about everyday issues and how they affect our soul. We do this to strengthen our Christian lives. Welcome to Soul Talk. This is a busy time of the year, and so I want to thank you for taking time to listen. We're going to be taking a look at spiritual practices for busy people. It's an important uh, thing to keep our spiritual practices going as we work through the day. And uh, in the second session, we'll be looking at special Advent activities that you can go during this busiest of seasons. But if you can't take time to listen, here's a prayer for all of us. Lord, our hearts are full of hope. Like the prophets long ago, we anticipate the coming of our Savior. Indeed, our hope is confident that Jesus will return and that he'll make everything right, that his kingdom will be established as the Prince of Peace. When life gets busy, it's hard to maintain the habits of holiness, like uh, our Bible reading, finding time for prayer and solitude, uh, or just you and God are together, uh, maintaining spiritual friendships. Uh, all of those things are, are harder to do, I think, in the busiest of season. And so we're going to talk about things that you can do when you're busy that can make a difference. But let me talk just a little bit about what's called the Pareto Principle. And it's the 2080 principle. Uh, for example, if you're reading an informational book, 20% of that book will give you 80% of its content. Uh, in stores, 20% of their, uh, their things that they're selling uh, give them 80% of the profit. Uh, now, those figures could be adjusted somewhat. But uh, I think the same thing's true for our lives. 20% of what we do brings 80% of the results. And uh, if you go beyond that, then you're putting in uh, extra time and, and uh, making things more difficult uh, because that next 80% beyond the 20 is, uh, is difficult. So what does all this have to do with Advent? Well, here it is. Make a list of the 20% of things that uh, bring you the greatest joy, the 20% of things that uh, make a difference in uh, your life. And then it gives you a chance to drop off the things that, uh, that are not part of what you believe God's giving you to do. What, what happens if what I'm really good at is the 80% of less impactful things? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what happens if that's what I'm good at? Uh, what you're good at becomes your 20%. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? So narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah narrow down the, the stuff that you're not so good at. Well, I'm going to focus on the things you are good at. I'm going to leave to devote myself full time to trivia. Okay. I'm really good at trivia. You are good at trivia. Mm. I noticed that. Yeah. yeah so we used to, I used to play Trivial Pursuit for money in my, <laughs> in my pre-Christian days. It was, a, it was a rough, rough crowd, it as you might imagine. Been. 
It must have been. That's all I can think of. Now, just as an example, here are some of the 20% of things that, uh, that really make a difference for me. Uh, the first is I love to ring the Salvation Army bell. Now, because of COVID, uh, we can't do that here in the Osho County. I don't think we could do it last year, but uh, I'm hoping next year that I'll be able to, to ring that bell and see a lot of you uh, and get some donations for people that need it. Then Christmas Eve has always been uh, a, a wonderful thing for me, not only uh, attending, but especially writing and doing it. Uh, for several years, we celebrated Christmas Eve as they do in different countries, and that was, uh, that was enlightening. And then, of course, watching grandkids opening presents. And then I like uh, a prayer time where it's just me and God. We're just together with not anybody else. And then finding a good book to read. That's my 20%. Hmm. There's a lot of other stuff that I could be doing, but I give myself to that 20%. So, uh, as we wait to go into the next section, think about what the things give you the greatest joy that help you celebrate the gift of Jesus the most. Okay, let's come up with some ideas when you're busy about how to stay close to the Lord. Advent is both the time of inward and outward, and there are lots of things to do outwardly, but it's difficult to find the inward things. So here's some suggestions. Keep a journal. Stick a notebook in your pocket or uh, tape things on your phone, uh, but just Keep track of your gratitude. Write down three things that you're grateful for each day. Uh, keep a prayer list. Uh, sometimes I think we say that we're going to pray for somebody and it gets lost in the middle of activities. Keep a prayer list right there in your notebook that's in your back pocket. Take time uh, during Advent to read the Gospel of Luke. Uh, by the time you read every chapter in the Gospel of Luke, you'll be ready for Christmas. And you can see how uh, you can, it will help you celebrate Christmas. Now, at other times, fasting has been important. And I would suggest that you learn how to fast from your phone and uh, from Facebook or the other applications you use. Find some time 
and just turn it off. And then use that extra time in service or in quiet time with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To a lot of people, uh, what you're describing right now seems like these little kind of small, less meaningful actions. Uh, it's maybe what people are hearing. But here's the th weird thing about us as, as Christians, as churchgoers. We've always believed that liturgy is super important in the service, right? Yes. In fact, there's whole denominations where liturgy is the most important part, that we do the same things repeatedly for every service. And there's several, lots of denominations that believe that. Here's, here's what you're saying that I think is important that we sometimes miss. I think it's actually less important in the services and more important with our lives. I think liturgy yes. in our lives gives us a, a foundation and a relationship, a better relationship with God in a way where it seems like it's minutia. It seems like it's small, mm -hmm. but it's actually big to have these little things we do every day as, as habit, as, as like, I'm going to make this time each morning to talk to God. I'm going to make this time each morning to read scripture. I'm going to make this time each morning for, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the things you're describing, it's just, it's liturgy. And that if you can make yes. that liturgy in your life, like clearly we can read the Bible and understand that God thought liturgy was important. Right. And, and I just, I, I think sometimes we, we, we operate it in our services uh -huh. every Sunday, but we don't do it as much in our lives, which I think is probably what God thinks is more important. Yes. Does that make sense? We we let the little things go right by and say that we're so busy that we don't have time. Well, the truth is we do have time, but you're going to have to cut some things back. Yeah. And I think, uh, I know that I do it sometimes. I get on Facebook and I get to scrolling mindlessly. Well, that's really wasted time for me. And mm. if I could just, if I would just shut the thing off, I'd have more time that I could spend with the Lord. And so let me suggest that you do some fasting with your phone so that uh, you can spend some quiet time with God and hear his still small voice. I think that's a great idea. Then there's the version uh, at Bible.com, and they have uh, over 1,200 languages that have Scripture in them. They have all kinds of short courses that you can take. They've got uh, longer courses that will take you through the Bible. It's just a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, internet tool to use that you can use uh, daily. Yeah. And I was reading the other day that they are up to 500 million downloads. And that's, and, and yeah, that's incredible. It's like, yeah, what if we, we used our phones for our purposes like that, where it's like, Hey, I, I just said, I'm going to fast for my phone for parts of my day. But what if I said, I'm going to take this 20 minutes and I'm going to do this class on the Bible app, or I'm going to do this devotional, like, you know, extra time. That's not Bible reading specifically, uh, like you're talking about, I said they had classes, whatever. Like, what yeah. if I'm going to take this time to use my phone in a way that's that's building my relationship? Yes. Use that phone, uh, but don't let it use you. Right. Yeah, that's the exactly. important thing. That's the important thing. The other places will give you one verse a day 
And you can take that and you can pray that into your life, do what it says, and put that one verse to use. I find myself sometimes getting the one verse, reading it, and going on. And we need to, to take the verse and stop and listen. Then I've got a list of 100 promises, uh, and you can write one of those down and use it through the day. Uh, here's a good one. Between activities, take one minute of deep breathing to think about God and ask the question, before you start with the next person, what is God doing here? What's God doing? Now, if you want to get serious, here's some things that you can do. Be kind to everyone that you meet. Make it your mission to be kind to everyone you meet. In every situation, ask the question, what's the most loving thing that I can do for this person? the most loving thing I can do. And another challenge would be, as you visit with someone, look in their eyes and see Jesus in every person you meet. Now you're going to get on me for that, but here's what Jesus said. Uh, Jesus said, in as much as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it for me. What ideas help you stay close to God during the busy seasons of life? Now we're going to take a look at ideas that you can do uh, before Christmas during the Advent season. Uh, again, take a pocket journal or use your phone or set aside some time to journal. Or eat lots of sugar cookies. Eat sugar cookies. And Drink a lot will, of eggnog. We'll get you ready to journal. There's no doubt about that. And in your journal, write down what you see God doing. Then uh, something that we're trying this year is called a Jesse tree. And you can get ornaments that have Bible stories and you put them on uh, a Christmas tree and each ornament has a picture that symbolizes a story from the Bible. That's great to use with kids. Mm -hmm. They can put the ornaments on and by the time you get to Christmas, uh, there's all these different Bible stories and you can, you can point to one and they'll remember what it's all about. Hmm. And that's, that's a cool way. Uh, I call it the, the Bible tree. Now, yeah, do they call it the Jesse tree to be like the stump of... Uh, the stump know, of Jesse, the stump of that's Jesse. right. Is that, is that why? They, that's kind of cool. That's right. It is cool. I like that. It is cool. Then you can use an Advent candle. Uh, Advent candles uh, are made up of an evergreen wreath. And then each Sunday... 
you read something related to each one of the candles. Your candles can be purple or they can be blue. There's usually one pink one. And the candles uh, can represent hope and peace and joy and love. And then the fifth candle in the middle is the Christ candle. Or you can use them with a different spiritual characteristic. It might be uh, the angels that appeared to Mary and Joseph or the angels that appeared to the shepherds. Uh, Read the shepherd story, the wise men and the birth of Christ. You can use those candles And as you use them and make them simple, the kids will understand and begin to grow in some characteristics. (laughs) Do you remember the Elf on the Shelf? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't use Elf on a Shelf. We we have a, I can't remember what, it's a Christian version. I can't even remember what it is, though. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of a Christian version where it's the shepherd looking for a sheep. Yes. You can take a sheep out of the nativity and... Put it someplace and let the kids search for it. They <laughs> really get into that. It's an extra bonus if you have a hundred sheep yes. toys and you can just take one. And take you can one leave the out 99 of the Go look for the one. <laughs> just like Jesus. I like that. Just like Jesus. Then you can invite friends and family to church activities. Uh, the best way I know to connect with people uh, is after you've uh, become acquainted with them a little bit, is just to ask them if they have something you'd like to pray for. Write it down in your little journal and remember to pray for them. Uh, through all the years of ministry, I've only had about two people that have resisted uh, having prayer. Hmm. Uh, they didn't want to be on my prayer list. Okay. Why so, not? Did they give you a reason? One of them was an avid atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you don't believe in God, then what do you care if someone's praying for you? I don't know. Did see, you know that? See, he was just being combative. Well, <laughs> could be. The problem was that he was on his deathbed. Oh. And that really, really well, made me sad. That makes it even more extreme. Yes, it does. I mean, he was an atheist all the way. Hmm. And I've read some uh, statistics from Barna that said atheists, many atheists, pray at least once a day. Really? I don't, I don't understand that, but... Yeah, I don't either. Then praise the Lord for it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as you pray for people, go back uh, when you see them again and ask how that thing is going. Uh, and I'll bet you get into a conversation that is in depth about what's really going on in their life. And then it becomes a lot easier to invite people to church. One of the things we used to do is to walk around the neighborhood, uh, as, and look at the decorations. You can walk around your neighborhood, looking at the decorations and pray for every house that you go by. Uh, we talked about the Advent calendar, uh, which uh, is are the days before Ad are the days of Advent, and you open up one of the the little days, and there's a piece of candy, or there's an activity to do, a verse to read, or anything. 
my favorite one is to have a chocolate <laughs> each day. Then there's the angel tree, and a lot of churches uh, put up an angel tree with the names uh, of kids and what they would like to have for Christmas, and that's a wonderful way of getting uh, some outward uh, love to people in the community. Then some churches serve meals on Christmas Day to those who are alone or uh, to special groups like first responders. You can join in these activities and teach your kids about service. I think the Lutheran Church this year here in town is going to have a Christmas feast, and I just think that is the coolest thing that a church would do that. Mm -hmm. Then there's old-fashioned caroling. When was the last time that you went caroling? Uh, I think a few years ago. A few years ago? Yeah, we tried it. We, we tried it again. It's not my favorite thing to do. It's always cold. It's always cold, <laughs> and you don't know how you're going to be received. Yes, <laughs> I know all that thing. Uh, we had a minister's meeting about three years ago, and the program was to go out caroling in this town where we were not from. And the pastor had lined us up at some different nursing homes and things, and <laughs> we had all these ministers uh, singing Christmas carols. And uh, it was fun. We all kind of sang off key because none of us were good singers. But, you know, the people really loved it. And uh, singing the old carols. People don't hear those much anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of sad. Our kids are growing up not knowing uh, the basics. Then instead of Christmas cards, you can send thank you cards. Pick out three, four, five uh, people that have made a special difference in your life and write a thank you card. And I'll guarantee you, you write down one event that made a difference in your life from that person, and they will keep that card. They'll keep that card. It's a beautiful season, and Advent points to Jesus' birth but also to his coming again to set up the kingdom and set all things right. Yep, second advent, right? This is the second advent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, originally when the church started uh, advent, it wasn't about Jesus' birth. It was about his coming again. Yes. And I, I love that. I, I think maybe we have lost something in the celebration of that. Patiently but expectantly waiting. Patiently and expectantly, mm -hmm. and there's active waiting. Mm -hmm. And the active waiting is doing the things Jesus would do until he comes back. The best thing you can do is pursue your relationship with God, and it will bring a great transformation in your year. I want to bless you this Christmas, and may Christ be born in the manger of your heart. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. You can listen to this show live at KFEX 93.1 FM at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on most Mondays. Remember that greater is Jesus who is in you than the evil one who is in the world. 
Join us next time on the next episode of Soul Talk.